Hey everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA. I own Choice Tax Relief. Today I'm answering a question from a viewer. Uh, Dagny Taggart 7707 says, uh, I've been told contacting the IRS about many years of old debt restarts the clock on owing. Seeing a few of your videos makes that seem uh, bogus. So let me pause here. I'll get to the rest of the question later. Uh, but basically what this individual is saying is that he's heard, well, let's back up. He's aware of the IRS's 10-year statute of limitations on collections. What's that? The IRS has 10 years from the date it assesses a tax to collect that tax. I've created a video all about this. You can check out that video here uh, at the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Okay? And so there's certain things called tolling events that can extend that time limit the IRS has to collect a tax. And what Dagny said he's he was he or she was told in the past was that if you contact the IRS about your old tax debt, that'll restart that 10-year clock. Um, that is absolutely false. Dagny, you have been watching my videos correctly. You said seeing a few of your videos makes that seem bogus. That is, in fact, bogus. Now, contacting the IRS cannot is not going to restart uh, the statute of limitations um, on on collections. Okay. Um, however, there are some things that can uh, not restart the statute of limitations on collections, but extend the statute of limitations on collections, right? So that instead of 10 years after the date of assessment of a tax, the IRS now has 11 years or more. Um, what are these things? Well, I'll show you. <clears throat> I actually have an article here on the Choice Tax Relief website, IRS statute of limitations, how far back can the IRS go? And down here in the article, I have this table here that shows you uh, the major events that can toll, that is, ex pause the statute from running and effectively extend the time the IRS has to collect a tax debt. Okay? So, for example, bankruptcy petition. Um, that 10-year clock the IRS has, it stops ticking. It's tolled during the pendency of the bankruptcy. Okay, that's basically from the time the bankruptcy petition is filed uh, into the time uh, that the bankruptcy is discharged, dismissed, or closed. Okay, if you submit an offering compromise for your tax debt, the statute, that's the IRS's 10-year time limit to collect, is told that is paused during the pendency of the offer in compromise plus 30 days. Okay, uh, the pendency is from the time... Um, that the offer and compromise is submitted and, and recognized as, uh, you know, a valid um, offer. Not to say it will be accepted, but at least it's a, it's an offer that's processable, right, by the IRS to either accept or reject. So from that time until the offer is either accepted, returned, uh, withdrawn, or rejected, okay, um, plus 30 days. Now, you'll see this 30-day. I'm not going to go through all these here. You can go on our website and check them out. But the reason for this plus 30 days here is because after, say, like an offer and compromise uh, is rejected um, or after like an installment agreement is rejected uh, or, or terminated, you generally have 30 days to appeal, right, that rejection, okay? And during that 30 days <clears throat> that you have to appeal the rejection, uh, the IRS is uh, barred from taking collection activity against you, right? That's why you see this 30-day tack-on uh, quite frequently with these uh, with these tolling rules. 
Um, I don't want to belabor the point here. I mean, you can check out our website here, uh, choicetaxrelief.com slash IRS slash statute dash of dash limitations. Um, but getting back to the original question here, well, not really question, the statement, you know, uh, yes, uh, Daniel Taggart, you're, you're correct. The, the notion that simply contacting the IRS and inquiring about your old tax debt, it does not restart the statute of limitations on collections. There's nothing that really does that. Uh, it doesn't even toll the statute of limitations on collections. It's, it's simply not a tolling event. Um, <clears throat> next question here. Uh, can you set up the online IRS account to see your year-by-year -year status, including what has passed the statute of limitations? Um, yeah, you can, in a way, it, it won't specifically tell you a certain year has, has passed the statute of limitations, but when you set up your account, irs.gov, if you haven't set one up yet, you're going to have to do the whole, uh, gosh, what's it called, id.me thing, if you haven't done that yet. Um, you can log in. You can see your balance, right? Right when you log in, it'll tell you your balance. Click on it. You can see your balance by year. Or they might have moved that now, so you see that right up front, right? <clears throat> but basically, if you knew you had a previous balance, like from 2005 or 2006 or something, and you don't see that balance on your IRS account anymore, it likely means that, uh, and you haven't you know, submitted an offer in compromise or anything like that to settle the debt, it likely means that the statute of limitations on collections has simply passed for that year, and uh, it's, it's dropped off. Now, you can never count on this happening, because the IRS, in that 10-year time span, the IRS has to collect, plus, uh, you know, whatever additional time it has to collect due to tolling events, the IRS has some pretty awesome uh, collection powers that it can take uh, against you, right, to collect that debt before the, the collection statute expires, before those 10-year time limit is up. You know, it can levy your, uh, your bank accounts, your wages, it can send levy notices to your customers, that's like an account receivable levy, where if you own a business... IRS somehow gets uh, becomes aware of who your customers are, who's paying you. IRS can send them a levy notice saying, hey, don't pay you, don't pay your business, pay the IRS because, you know, you, your business owes the IRS. And that can be very detrimental, not just financially, but also in terms of the, the trust that customers uh, may have in the business that they've historically done business with. So um, the um, a superior option, I mean, unless somehow, you know, you kind of, eluded IRS collection activity and your CSET is very eminent, typically a better option is to enter into some kind of resolution for the government so the government can't, you know, come in uh, last minute right before uh, the CSET expires uh, and, and you know, raid you for all your stuff. I mean, in the Internal Revenue Manual, there's a, there's a specific section all about imminent CSETs and how IRS personnel are supposed to uh, treat an imminent CSED, that's any CSED with, with a year or less, 12 months or less remaining on the collection statute, right? So there's specific protocols that IRS personnel have to take um, about these balances that are going to fall off in a year or less. I'm, I'll probably create a, a specific video about this in the future, but just suffice it to say, um, you know, well, we have seen it where, where somebody has, you know, been, well, they thought they've been off the radar, right, for several years. IRS hasn't taken collection activity, and these are typically large balance cases. And then, oh, lo and behold, once you're a year, uh, two, maybe three away from the collection statute dropping off, oh, the IRS pops out again, right? And they send you a new, you know, like, levy notice. Uh, and then that's when stuff gets real, right? Because they're going to want to collect that whole balance before the, the debt drops off. If you had cut a deal with them earlier on, Right, maybe you could have worked out some kind of a very low monthly payment 
payment planner or, or lower than they would offer you now at least. Um, but now they're going to want to collect that whole thing within a very short time span, which could um, really put you in a bad spot. Okay. I'm not saying this to scare you. Okay. Just that's the reality we see. Do sometimes uh, see SEDs just, uh, you know, just sometimes tax that just drop off because folks are just completely off the radar. They don't have anything the IRS can really attach to levy. Yes, that, that, that does happen. Um, you know, that, that, that does happen. Uh, but for the peace of mind, um, you often want to be in a, in a, in a resolution uh, with the government uh, to avoid you know, any surprises as you're approaching um, your CSET date. And that could be CNC. It could be currently not collectible if you qualify, right? Um, you know, getting CNC, it's basically a guarantee that as long as you're in CNC status, the IRS will not take collection activity against you. They're not going to mess with your bank account or your wages or anything like that, okay? Um, and so that is an option for folks who really can't afford to pay the debt. Um, you know, maybe they have some equity in their home, but they don't want to part with their home. They can get some loan denial letters, right, on their home saying they can't take any cash out. Usually the IRS will accept that. Um, anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked here. You can watch my video about CNC currently not collectible status here at the upper left-hand corner of your screen and all my other tax relief videos at the lower left-hand corner of your screen. Thank you so much for watching, everybody, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.